Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and returning to the show, I've got the founder from Brain Tech Robotics, Patrick Maniz. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, Donovan. This is this is amazing. Thank you for having us come back. Uh, it's it's a pleasure and honor to be here. I know, I know. It's been what do you call it a year, eh? It's been a year. Lots have gone on. All right. What's been going on with Brain Tech Robotics? Well, There's been a lot of growth. We've uh, you know, we've moved from, uh, I guess, a concept of just one or two workshops to full-out exercises with the city um, at uh, the Fort York Center. And then now uh, we're lucky to uh, bring to the city and across a number of provinces, you know, a major event, which uh, we'll talk about. We're going to yeah. talk about. But for the listeners that don't know, what is Brain Tech Robotics? I like to ask that because there's always new listeners and some don't understand what's going on here. Oh, well, in a nutshell, Brain Tech Robotics is, uh, I say, is a work, is a uh, learning center for science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, we focus on youth between the ages of 10 and 17. And we also... Uh, you know, we play a strong arm in the uh, black communities here in Toronto and the GTA, encouraging uh, black youth to participate more in these activities of science, technology, engineering, and math. And I think one of the other key things is we bring the technology. We bring we bring the game. So, you know, ro- uh, drones, robots, uh, artificial intelligence programming in, in Python um, and Java and the like, we bring those experiences and those workshops for the kids. Mm-hmm. And now parents that do know, and maybe somebody has heard you on the show before, what was different about last year? Now we're in 2024. Uh, uh, what was, what do you call it, 2023 like with Brain Tech Robotics? Yeah, we're, 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 we're more with, uh, I guess, uh, we've incorporated more things like AI, as everybody has. We've incorporated AI. Talk about that. We've um, very much, you know, strengthened our, augmented reality uh, portion of what we do. And I think most importantly than anything is gamified learning. We've really stepped up uh, our angle on the gamified learning. We've really, you know, put that into action, not just uh, talk about it, but, um, you know, developed immersive environments. Again, something else we'll talk about for sure, but immersive environments that would um, entice and engage with uh, the youth uh, in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. Now, talk about the youth 10 to 17, right? So any youth, right? Let's say I'm a mother or a father and my child has ADHD. Can they come to you and participate? This is a playground. This okay. is where it is. I mean, you know, for one, as one who who suffers from some form of attention de- de- deficit, and and you know, that's whether or not it's been diagnosed or not. You know, within yourself, whether or not you know, you're like pillar to post, pillar to post on ideas and bouncing all the time. Um, this environment is good for helping uh, kids gain a focus, grab onto something, and engage with it, and go and go from there. Mm-hmm. And they can succeed, right? Oh yes, absolutely. They do more than succeed. They really, once they're given the reins, they really show their stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how are the grades? What do you call with some of the students in the sciences? Do you find their grades have gone up with well, this that program? Would be, that would be something actually, that would be something for, uh, now we switch the roles over to the pedagogy, the school systems to tell us. All we know is that, you know, kids who come to us at some point, there's two kinds. There's the child that is already 
in his mindset wanting to get involved with technology, wanting he's got a curiosity about computers or some sort, probably hacked his parents' TV, their stereo system, or their vacuum cleaner. That's that's sort of the thing. And then there's the other side where um, some children just don't know what they want to do as yet, and they're just experimenting. And you know, either side, and when they're exposed to this sort of an environment and given the chance to play in the environment and when I say play, what I mean is, you know, they they engage in challenges with, like, we give them realistic scenarios to which, for example, working with a drone. So the drones are in parts, so we create a workshop whereby it's all about, you know, being a mechanic. So let's build these drones and let's discover the parts. So we talk about the parts, we talk about how they're interconnected, talk about what they're utilized for, and get the kids to tell us the stories back and to take on roles. So once that happens, you know, they're remembering. We notice the progress because when you ask a child, you know, you know, what's the difference within the within a quadcopter? What's the difference of the propellers? How do they work? Um, tell us about the the motors or the drive the drives or the MOEs, which is the the control the MOCs, which are the controllers. They can tell us a thing or two about them. They can get in the conversation. So retaining that information that they're given is shown by the way. Uh, they've respond. Now, you brought up AI, which is dominating right now. How does that play a factor in brain tech robotics? Well, you know, um, I think what, what we're hearing these days is that um, schools are starting to say, hey, we don't want school, we don't want cell phones in our classrooms anymore, right? We don't want the kids to have cell phones. And of course, for example, ChatGPT lives right on your mobile phone, you pop it up and there it is. Um, and what we found is that it's not so much the technology that's the problem or that, that that's really the issue at this point. It's at these early stages, we believe it's trying to uh, help children understand the right way to approach the technology, right? So having a moral compass uh, and a sense of, you know, uh, ownership for what I do when working with the technology. And what that really means is, for example, ChatGBT, instead of just, you know, plugging your homework into ChatGBT and waiting for an answer and then just taking that answer and just sloshing it over to your paper and then handing that in because that will fail, you know, Take the approach of okay, I'm going to do me. I'm going to find the answer. I'm going to do the homework, uh, and I'm going to challenge it with ChatGPT. I'm going to ask ChatGPT, you know, grade myself or compare. Or if I'm stuck in a rut and I can't come up with an idea, can I ask? Can I discuss it with ChatGPT? I mean, there was an episode of Star Trek where they were in the holodeck, and this is this virtual reality space, and you could call up objects and could call up people in this space. And one case, uh, I think it was Data, he called up uh, Einstein and Newton and, and Aristotle because he was trying to solve a problem. And so he was in conversation with them in this moment. He basically demonstrated a situation whereby ChatGPT, you know, the world of information is sitting out there. I'm just going to pose these questions and queries. I'll get back answers and help me to, you know, further take my thoughts to another position or see another angle in this, and then move forward. So, yeah, that's how we use it. Do you think it will kill the sciences, Chat GBT and AI? No, I don't think I don't think Chat GBT and AI will ever kill science, technology, engineering, and math. But I think what it will do is it will give uh, people and children another way of acquiring the knowledge. So you know, you can acquire the knowledge by saying, "Oh, 
ChatGPT gave it to me and I'm going to pass that along. That's not acquiring the knowledge and that's going to hurt you because one day you're going to have to stand up on your own and you're going to have to deliver. And there won't be a ChatGPT prompt in front of you, beside you, or, in, or, or around you on your phone or whatnot to help you. The other way is, as I said, I've got an idea, I've got a concept, or I believe this is the position. ChatGPT, draw me a uh, compare, challenge me, give me your opinion back. Now, ChatGPT says, oh, you know, and it's always nice, speaks nicely. So it tells you, you know, you're on the right track, you're not on the right track. Um, and you, you, now you're questioning where, you've coming, where you're coming from, you can refine. And you can refine again. And by going back and forth a few iterations with ChatGPT, you could come up with some really solid position. And of that, though, the conclusion of that is that upon receiving that, you can defend whatever it is you present because you've taken the time to, you know, go through the iterations with ChatGPT to come up with the idea or come up with the resolve. But if you don't, if you didn't do any of the work, how could you speak to it? Well, isn't cheating get us far sometimes? <laughs> if you're a student, let's say I used to be a student, and man, I tell you, cheating was sometimes my best friend in high school. There, there, is, a, there is a thing to be said about cheating, um, but I think that um, smarts, smarts, even, you know, even the best of cheaters are extremely smart, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You got it written on your arm. You got it <laughs> no, on your... <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think no. like that. Okay. I'm thinking, okay, you might have a key word, yeah. right? Um, and, and But because you had the smarts, you knew what to do with that. You could elaborate on that. You could take it to the next level. Um, that, that sort of cheating. Shortcuts is not the way. Smart cuts is a way, right? Because not every long path that you see someone or long journey that you see someone take to get to the answer is the best path. And sometimes people who can quickly see the alternative or the shorter path to success are called cheaters. It's really subjective. You need to see so many factors around how that person accomplished what they did. And, you know, do we call it like beating the system? Like there's all these different terminologies. And now with ChatGBT and AI, it looks like we're cheating a system, right, for now. But as we evolve and mature and get more understanding around, you know, the tool, the platform, and what it does, we're going to start to not call it cheating the system. We're going to say, okay, that is the system. That is the way. I mean, Uber was a cheat to taxi. Now Uber is the thing. Taxis is not. Right, right, right. And young people, I'm just joking. Don't cheat, okay? <laughs> stay alert. Stay in school. Stay safe, okay? <laughs> 100%. All right. So let's talk about the ebook that's launched yesterday. Drumroll. The ebook that just launched yesterday. What inspired you to do this ebook? All right. Well, first of all, uh, Brain Tech Robotics uh, Gamified STEM Learning. Uh, that's the book. Um, you know, I, I felt that after we had been engaging with youth uh, for some time in this manner of gamified learning, I would write something. I would write, uh, I would capture that in documentation so that, you know, it could take wings and, and legs and reach out to the public. Um, because I find that sometimes trying to explain what the gamified learning experience is, you see the gloss over. Um, there's too many words. Already I'm feeling like I'm saying too many words, you know what I mean, um, to explaining it. But the minute a parent brings their child and they see the gamified learning in action with their child, it never, ever fails. 
I mean, we have parents sitting in on the sessions, you know, off to one side, like an odd, like a small audience, you know, totally engaged and, and enthralled by what's happening. So, um, gamified learning, the books about gamified learning and, you know, how it's changed and, uh, it's placed against, say, standard education, um, and and what and basically what some of the elements are to gamified learning. So I could tell you right now that the, the key element to gamified learning, which makes it difficult for schools to engage in, is theming an environment, and not just once, not just twice, but being able to dynamically have an environment that you can dynamically shift and change, so that you could carry different themes, and children, as a result, can become immersed. And um, these, these environments have to be feature-rich. They have to be story-bound. Uh, and it has to be inclusive. It has to bring the child in by name, uh, by, by situations or scenarios, by cases. And they have to be uh, ultimately participating and resolving challenges and solutioning, collaborating with, with fellow students to get to answers, to, 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 to get through the challenge or the scenarios that are put forth. Mm-hmm. And that's gamified learning. Now, can you talk about more about collaborating? Because there might be parents listening and saying, well, can my child work in a group? Like, what if they can't work in a group? Some children can't work in a group, large group. Um, at that point, you parse down you know, that child's experience and give them one other child to work with or two other children, how that may work. You bring it in easy. We have seen and worked with children who are solo soldiers. They will not have anything to do with anybody else at the beginning. But what I do find is that while they might not have anything to do with, want to have anything to do with any other child, they absolutely want something to do with the teacher, with the with the practitioner, me, for example. And so therefore, you know, it brings an interesting thought, thought in a topic or you know who's good for being a practitioner in an, in a gamified environment, and I look for individuals who um, are not just expressive, but um, they are inclusive by nature. They do draw in their audience to, and and into the world that they're talking about, so that it's not just storytelling; it's story playing, it's story engaging, and I find that uh, that's the first. You first of all got to. Gain the trust and uh, the trust and 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 the and the belief of the, from the child um, or acknowledgement from the child that you and them are partners in this journey, mm-hmm. and it's always a journey. You know, we journey map each and every child so that we understand what that child's baseline is and what that child's um, end goal will be or potential end, end goal will be from engaging in this gamified environment. Mm-hmm. And then each one is unique. So at that point, the, the practitioner is taking a sense of ownership and care for each and every one of those 22 kids that is in the classroom. Or in, in the workshop. And, and at the same time saying, okay, so that means I'm going to group these five together. I'm going to group these 15 together. I'm going to group only these two together. But you can't do that unless you fully understand what each child is all about. That takes a lot of time or a lot of care and a lot of time. And unfortunately, I find that teachers in school systems don't have the luxury of time to do that. They've got to move those kids within an hour and a half, you know, or within an hour, they've got to be in and out, and then they got to go to the next session, and then they got another set of kids to bring. Like 
that, that poor individual, that teacher doesn't have that set of children for the whole day. One, 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 one. They have them for a certain portion of the day, then the next set come in, and then so on and so forth. So it's a different environment altogether. Okay. Now, the visionary for 2024 to 2027, can you, you know, explain two points about the visionary of where you see this going from 2024 to 2027? Uh, okay. Well, I see it going uh, with more elaborate, more elaborate engagements, um, immersive engagements. That's definitely it, you know. So, you know, we've got uh, our challenges involved right now, building and and, and uh, programming drones and robots, uh, working with mazes and, and riddles and clues, all, you know, geared in a way that incorporates understanding math and and sciences and tech and being able to integrate them into the process of, of meeting a challenge. Um, you know, our next step we've already started, which is the whole of uh, what we call the impossible mission. The impossible mission is a huge undertaking. It spans across the province um, and it allows for children to uh, compete in a mission type, uh, an impossible mission type uh, assignment right from their home and then submit their discovery uh, and their solutioning uh, for for uh, grading and for 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 uh, ranking um, and then of course you know they're seeing these ranks rankings come come about come into play where somebody will become a winner because of the way in which they a solve the time solve the, the clues wrote the programs to execute the drones in a, in a particular way, um, maneuvers that they did with their drones. So there's about three areas that we focus on for these kids to do. And so they do them at home. They submit these, their findings, their efforts. They submit them for judging. We judge and we report back to the, to the masses uh, who's, you know, who's, who's, what your ranking is, and then who's getting closer and closer to becoming the, the champion uh, of, the, of the game. It happens once every four months. It happens three times in the year. And at the end of the year, we tally up all the marks, and then we start to announce the winners uh, for that. The prize, uh, I know I'm jumping ahead, but I'll say this. It's very enticing. It's very um, encouraging for young kids. The prizes are uh, upwards, uh, they anywhere from a thousand to five thousand dollars and more. Wow! In pricing, no in trip price. to Jamaica. No trips to Jamaica. All tech, all scholarship <laughs> tech and robotics. Sorry, <laughs> you're not happy. I know. No, <laughs> but maybe but, a trip to Mars. <laughs> okay. Well, we stop at Jamaica first, then we go to Mars. Okay. <laughs> now, I was going to ask, what do you call? Tell international people can participate too, right? People internationally. Because let's say I do live in the Caribbean or I live in China or I live in India and I want to participate in it. What do you tell those yes. people? So we started up with this province wide and then uh, it quickly was recognized inside the shop that, hey, we could offer this worldwide. It could be it could go international. And so uh, we we connected with our distributor and manufacturer for the drone, and they're in China, and uh, tabled this suggestion, wanted to know, do we have supply? Can we match these demands? And happy to return with this, with the answer of yes, they're already distributing them. So then our strategy for distribution became slightly different. We just told everyone, go get these from anywhere. We didn't, you know, we're not looking to, um, we just want you to participate. 
So we want you to get your hands on the Light B Wing Drone. That's Light B, B-E-E, Wing Drone from anywhere. And then you can participate to have a chance to win 5,000 plus in prizes. Wow, wow, wow. Now, talk about the event, February 10th, 2024. So February 10th, 2024, yeah, we've been busy. February 10th, 2024, we're at Roy Thompson Hall. Um, with the Our Kids Network Pavilion. So they have a, and every year they have uh, a gathering of all of the camps and um, workshops uh, that are in and around the city. And of course, who are, um, you know, tenants of the members of the Our Kids Network, of course. And so Our Kids Network hosts and put on a trade event where all of uh, the players, YMCA is included, a number of private schools are included, uh, and Brain Tech Robotics is there. Um, we all have booths there, and we invite parents and their kids to come for free to meet us, to walk through the place and meet us. It's a very communal, very, um, you know, supportive uh, collaborative environment. We all have something different to offer as providers or as vendors. We all have something different to offer and we all help each other. So it's really, it's something to see how we work together and and to benefit, all ultimately to benefit the children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't mind at all. Parents, it's free. He said it. Parents, it's free, it's okay? Free. Because there might be parents scratching their heads saying usually with these type of events there's money. What's the catch? Well, yes. And if so, if you want a free uh, ticket uh, for the event, uh, you can either go to braintechrobotics.com and, uh, you know, get me through contact and say, hey, where's my free ticket? Or go to my Facebook and or Instagram and message me for a free ticket, and I'll give you the link immediately um, on how to get it. Um, as well as uh, if you want a copy of the ebook, we can do the same for you there as well. It's not a heavy read. I mean, it's 10 pages. It's very comfortable. Um, so yeah, you can get you can get it that way as well. And young people, ten pages is not a lot, okay? Well, don't worry about the young people; they can get away. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're picking on the young people. I'm helping to back them up. This this read is really for teachers, other STEM practitioners, parents especially, um, because they're leaders. going to make their young people read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they're going to understand the benefits and the features of 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 gamify. Yeah. learning because a lot of times you know people say oh gamified learning is that just not another way of just fooling around in class and monkeying around and it is not it is absolutely not it's um gamified learning is a is a method by which you know you can help a child or an individual because it's not just um kids uh develop memory muscles, um, muscle memory around uh, processes, uh, items, concepts, and the like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's your message? What do you want to tell parents this time in 2024 that (laughs) they're not interested at all (laughs) still? Or maybe their children aren't interested, but the parents are interested in this program. Well, this is an interesting question that you ask, Donovan, because, you know, I think the difference between uh, all up until last year, myself, Brain Tech Robotics, we had this notion that, you know, every child could be in STEM. You just you just need a chance. They're not getting a chance, but every child could be in STEM. And it's not true. I'm in computers. You're in radio. You know, I have colleagues, you know, doing all sorts of other things. 
it's not for everyone. And the key thing here is, okay, how do we identify those who have a propensity for this sort of thing, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. How do you find those kids? And that's where, you know, you count on the parents to say, all right, when are, when offerings come to table, when documents are presented and written, get your hands on them. You take the five to 10 minute read. You know your child. Take a five to 10 minute read of it. And, you know, be open to having your child exposed to it. But do not be dogmatic in the process of saying, you know what, you're going to do this. You're going to learn this. Like our parents, are, you're going to be a piano player and that's it. And, and there's nothing else to it. You're going to be a doctor and that's it. it it's, it's not like that. Maybe there'll be a doctor or it'll come to them to become a doctor 15 years from now. They're 10 years old, you know, or 15 years is too late. It's never too late, but it's not for them between now and the 15, right, and 15 years. So you've got to just be there to constantly introduce children to experiences. And that's where gamified experiential learning has a, has a big plus. You're not forcing your child to be part of something that they absolutely hate. You're asking them to, hey, go and play and participate. Nothing's, no, there's no pressure on you, Johnny. Just go and play and participate. And you'll be surprised how many times we've seen children come, play, participate, and turn. Okay. I'm into it now. So this is great. All right. Well, I mean, I guess they would be into it after if you say, let's say I'll take you to the Raptors versus the Boston Celtics if you do this program. <laughs> I'm joking. You're encourageable. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it is good. It is good. And do you want to encourage the teachers? What do you want to tell the teachers in 2024 that know nothing about this? Well, uh on their defense, I would say teachers do know, people do know, uh, not everybody knows, but they do know about STEM, number one, and um, some of them do know about, many of them do know about gamified learning, but they're not necessarily able to engage gamified learning based on the framework of the school system that they're working with. And they, it's not their fault, it's just it's just time consuming, they just can't, um, they just don't have the budget, you know, to bring in, you know, 14 foot domes like we have we have moon pods and domes that look like you know habitats that you could live hexadecimal hexadecimal domes that you you build and that you could live in and or you set up that's not going to go in a classroom absolutely not um you know we've got a lot of other apparatus that cost $2,000 a piece, for example. A school, you know, the Board of Education is not just going to buy for one school. They have to buy for all schools, so that's going to kill them. It's better for them to engage brain tech robotics as co-parts to help bring that workshop in an after-school program, that workshop in a, you know, in a planned uh, visit uh, in, as part of the curriculum as a visiting uh, member uh, to their school. Uh, and give the and bring the experience. It's much better to do it that way than try to write a proposal and find the fundings to put up all this stuff. And then what do you do after that? You know, use us. We're on loan. So I would encourage teachers get in touch with me and uh, at Brain Tech Robotics and, and see. You know, start the conversation. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. And the young people that love the sciences but know nothing about this, what do you want to tell them? They love it. Come and check it out. You know, just check it out. The border of entry that we're – I have something that's new coming. We could talk about it. Right. We'll just mention it here, and then you can stay tuned for it. But the border of entry, we are finding a way 
through the economies of scale to bring it down to $25, uh, sorry, $12 per month membership, uh, minimum three months, um, so that every child can engage at this level. And now, of course, they need to just acquire their light B drone, light B wing drone. But once they've done that, they can go throughout the year uh, and the years to come with uh, our gamified learning and win a lot of prizes for doing it. Okay. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and remind the parents about the event coming in February? So I'm not one to memorize all my my social media platforms. I'm not that type of a player. But um, I think Mm -hmm. that if you do a search for Brain Tech Robotics uh, in Google, all our platforms just come right up. So you have Brain Tech Robotics STEM. Just all that's all you got to say. Brain Tech Robotics STEM. And when you do the Google search, it comes right up. Facebook comes up. Instagram comes up. The website comes up, which is www.braintechrobotics.com. If you go to the contact page and you reach out to me, uh, I'll absolutely um, respond back. I won't put my phone number out loud on the radio for y'all, but <laughs> you'll be able to find me just as well. Mm-hmm. And the event again, just remind parents about that. The event is um, at the Roy Thompson Hall. It's going to be February 10th. And um, again, the tickets are free. It's in the daytime. The tickets are free. And there's you can also find them if you Google Our Kids Network uh, Toronto. It'll come up there as well. All right. Any final things you would love to tell Met Radio Toronto? Um, I'd like to say to Met Radio Toronto, thank you so, so much for uh, being there with us supporting us every step of the way. I think you're coming to the Roy Thompson Hall I as well, I am coming. Right? I want to yeah, so experience it, and I want to learn to myself. Yeah, we might put a drone in your hand to see how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get our filmographer to capture it, and then we'll go viral, maybe. <laughs> you might like it. You might come to the workshop. Of course. Of course. Somebody go. But any other final things you'd love to say? Uh, no, just everybody, please, please come. And meet me. I'll be at the booth. Again, my name is Patrick Meniz. I'd love to have uh, a few words of exchange with you on what, again, more about what the gamified learning experience is all about um, and about this impossible mission, which is going to be epic. Uh, You definitely want to be part of that. You don't want to miss it. Um, Lots of surprises, lots of big game technology prizes, something to be proud of. Okay, parents, make sure you come on February 10th. I thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thank you for having me. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. You can throw out your name again and... Patrick Meniz at BrainTechRobotics.com. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.